Flushing girl from Flushing. The nanny named Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Uh, uh, Miss Fine. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Oh, Mr. Sheffield. It's a podcast about the nanny, a hit sitcom from the 90s starring Fran Drescher. I am Shondi Pasquale here with my co-host. Tori Sheffield. Yes, and this week we are doing season three, episode 22, The Hockey Show. This is the one where Fran dates a famous New York Ranger. Uh, This episode is directed by Dorothy Lyman, and it was written by a guy named Robbie Schwartz, who I don't think we've seen a lot of. Uh, He did did The Nanny, and he did A Simple Life, The Simple Life, uh, Mm. for a couple of episodes, and that seems to be all he's done. Mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm. you know... what did you think overall? Um, I this was not an episode where I'm like, oh my god, ten out of ten. Like last week, I think, or a couple weeks ago, we had a ten out of ten episode. Um, but I thought there was enough funny stuff to make it really fun. Yeah. Okay. Agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I also yeah. realized, you know what? I don't know what the hockey show is in reference to. So if any listener knows, let me know because oh, yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't figure it out. The hockey show. The hockey show. I don't know either. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I, you know, th- I. Oh, I should say I, that's the t- that's the name of this episode. By this episode, way. I'm gonna yeah. be I'm gonna be the negative uh, uh, naysayer this episode because there were just a lot of things that I don't know that just didn't land for me. Uh, but like you said, the stuff that worked was very, very funny. But we'll get into it. We'll get there, All right, guys. Let's go. So, so, yeah. so where are we where are we open with? Uh, in a bar, right? A sports bar. Mm. And Val and Fran are lamenting how um, they're the only women in this bar and not a single guy is talking to them because all they care about are the, you know, it's like the sports game on TV. And um, Fran basically like she swears off men. She's like, I'm done. Like I swear. Like I I don't even care anymore. Um, at which point a New York Ranger named Mike Lavoe approaches her and says, hey, I'm Mike Laveau, a New York Ranger. Do you want to go on a date with me? He's very, very handsome. And I Googled it. Like you said before, Mike Laveau, not a real person. I definitely thought he was a real hockey player when I watched this episode. Great casting. That guy seemed like a hockey player. He did. He wasn't like too good looking, you know? Well, he was like handsome in the way that hockey players are, and he was built like a hockey player, yes. and he was a little bit wooden in the way that professional athletes are when they guest star yes. as actors. That is how I felt too. He was like rough, like a hockey player. Like he looked like just a little, like you know, rugged. And then his delivery didn't seem like, oh, I'm an actor who's going to yes. pretend to be a sports guy. Like, you know, because like you can always read, I feel like most of the time you can always read like, this guy's never played sports in his life. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I also was, I went through this whole episode thinking it was a hockey player until I Googled yeah. it. And then I went, oh, okay. Well, fine. also the fact that he, he comes up and says, hi, I'm Mike Laveau. Like he didn't say, hey, I'm Mike. So so I don't know that the first and last name made me be like, yeah, yeah. Like he's definitely yeah. famous. Um, but so he goes, do you want to go out with me Friday? And even though Fran had literally sworn off men a second before she goes, Thursday is sooner. <laughs> and um, so that like sets up 
the A plot of the episode, which is, you know, Fran is going to start dating this ranger. Uh, also, a really great side gag. Uh, she stands up in front of the TV and holds out an empty bowl because she knows that all of the men in this sports bar are going to throw popcorn at her to make her sit down. So she just catches the popcorn in the bowl and sits back down. Which <laughs> is pretty genius. Um, and then the next scene, she uh, descends the stairs of the mansion in a gorgeous gown. She looks great in this gown. I know, uh, but I thought I was like, wow, first date, like – who goes who goes to a place where you wear a gown for a first date? But I guess I don't Michael, know. Yeah, Michael Vogas. <laughs> I guess. But even then, like what I couldn't I don't know that I could even be like, what place would be appropriate to wear a full gown? I, yeah, like a like ball. The opera. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's taking this it? hockey player was taking her to the opera. Yeah, it was a gorgeous gown, and then it also led to what I thought was like a real, a real weak uh CC uh jab which is cc trying to like insult that gown as if it was somehow not a gorgeous gown yeah well because it was like very shiny and silver and um cc basically goes where'd you get it like the reynolds rap collection um but i guess you know cc is a very understated she's a very understated style and i guess to her it was very gauche and gaudy but man i thought she looked fab as always um and so then we think that Mr. Sheffield is going to have some sort of issue with Fran going on this date. Like it's a work night. Uh, he's often very jealous. And she even thinks he's going to be upset because it's a work night. But it turns out Mr. Sheffield is completely giddy that she is going on a date with Mike Laveau because he is like a super fan. He's really into hockey. And you would actually said you thought this was – this was sort of lame sauce because you felt like yeah, I was just about, I was just about to say, I, I, you know, this felt like what, what your criticism, you know, sometimes is, which is like stuff just happening so that like it, like, so that there's conflict and like, you know, I I mean, forget the, the random like hockey professional hockey player who shows up in the bar in the very beginning and just out of nowhere asks her on a date, like, okay, let's give them that. Right. That's like, to set up the episode. But then like all of a sudden, like Maxwell Sheffield is like a huge American <laughs> hockey fan. And it feels, it feels like what, since when he's never mentioned hockey once he's never mentioned sports once he's never been like, Hey Brighton, let's go to see a hockey game or anything. So like the, the level of importance to him felt very, very manufactured here. Um, although it did lead to, like my favorite part of the episode, which is I love the idea of Maxwell Sheffield trying to like mask up and being like, Hey, <laughs> my name is Max Sheffield. And like, I like wings and pizza. dude. It's yeah. like, that was very, very, very funny to me. Uh, so I didn't yeah. mind it only in that, you know, we've seen him do like family baseball with the kids. You know, he it, it's not like so out of left field to me that he would have gotten really into a sport that's really big in the city that he lives in. Um, it wasn't like red flag to me. And then it, it did just lead to so many hilarious Mr. Sheffield moments in this episode. And it really um, brought out the stuff that I find the most hilarious with him, which is usually when he's at his pettiest and most childlike. So I was, I was but not like, turned off. I wonder if you were going to do this episode, it's like, wouldn't it have been just as easy, especially if you're not going to use a real hockey player, 
wouldn't have been just as easy to have her get asked out by a soccer player and have Mr. Sheffield be like, <laughs> oh my God, like this is, I know everything about this. And like, cause she, whether or not she was into the sport didn't even really matter for the purpose of the episode. You could have done all of the same exact things and had it be a sport that was maybe more believable that he would have been like, oh my God, this is so important to me. Hockey just didn't land for me. I'm Googling ice hockey England because I have no idea uh, if it's a big sport. It's not. You don't even have to Google it. It's not. If he was from Canada, this would be a whole different conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. So for the sake of the show, Mr. Sheffield is like over the moon and he's literally like, he called the house earlier and I spoke to him and he called me pal. (laughs) (laughs) the doorbell rings and like Mr. Sheffield and Brighton and Niles all clamor to the door because they all want to get us, you know, they all want to see Mike Laveau. And, and then, uh, they and Elizabeth we, Taylor was at this house a week ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, well, then we go to the actual date, which is at a nice restaurant. And this is when we find out that this seemingly, you know, perfect, eligible bachelor actually has a lot of baggage because Mike Laveau, much like a lot of very successful uh, professional athletes, is incredibly superstitious. And I would say probably OCD. Like, I don't think it's like bordering on OCD. Like, I think we can a hundred percent say that is what's going on here. He has to say certain things seven times. Yeah. But that was, that was them depicting his extreme superstitions, not an OCD thing. The superstitions was that him being like, you have to drive around the, the, the parking lot seven times. That wasn't because he's like OCD. It's because he thinks that like that is somehow related to him doing good in a game. He does. He like counts everything seven times. These uh, shrimp come on the plate and he counts them and he goes, we can't eat these. There's 13 of them. It turns out he doesn't um, change his underwear when there's a winning streak. Um, But he also thinks that Fran is a good luck charm for him because the night that they met, he ended up scoring in the his big game like four times. So we set this up that he is a lot, but he Needless also to say she's super weirded out. Yes. Like let's let's let let's this paint a picture that she's like into any of this. She's not. She clearly doesn't like any of this. And so then when she gets the next morning, everyone's at breakfast. And she comes in and Maxwell is still like, oh, we're going to go see a hockey game. So excited. And she comes in and she's like, yeah, no, I broke up with that guy. Oh, no. She's she's like, I got to break up with that guy. Yeah, I don't. I'm not into it. And then we get, you know, this other like it's in character for him because Maxwell is a very entitled like little man child. Yeah. Uh, but you know, but again, it just, I don't know. It, it just came off as like really sad that he's like going to force her to go on a date so he can, he's like a rich guy with famous connections. He go to a hockey game. Well, like, well no, because they even crazy. say, I think that was one of my favorite lines of the episode is basically, so he and Brighton are super, super excited because, um, Fran and Mike had promised them first row, tickets at the next big game so when he finds out that Fran is gonna like call it quits with this guy Mr. Sheffield's like no you promised us tickets at the playoff like you promised us Miss Fine and then she and then Brighton says something like oh yeah I finally knew someone with a connection and then Mr. Sheffield looks at him and goes you know I am a Broadway producer and he goes 
yeah, if I want to get close to Carol Channing, he's like, but he's like, but you know, like basically Brighton's like, yeah, your connections mean nothing. Yeah, I hear you. I understand. And I heard that line and I acknowledge it, but I still think he's rich enough that he could buy tickets to it. That's true, but he's a little petty baby. Um, so <laughs> then, so yeah. So he guilts Fran into, um, you know, sticking it out with Mike Laveau for just a little longer so they can go to this game that they're really looking forward to. So then we go to that although, game. Although she gets the upper hand at the end of that scene where she gives them a little <laughs> mm-hmm. guilt trip and they immediately uh-huh. feel bad. And she's got a great little like she goes, amateurs, where it's just like she like barely gave them any Jewish guilt and they immediately caved. It was, it was yes. a very, 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 very smart little interaction. I, uh-huh, I like that. Uh-huh. And so, well, then when we go to the hockey game, you know, at first she's like, oh, this is awful. You know, the fact that we're here means that he's going to think I'm really into him and I'm just going to end up having to break up with him. And no sooner does she say that, does the announcer come over the big loudspeaker at Madison Square Garden and go, oh, and it looks like, you know, Fran Fine is here. Mike Laveau has famously said she's his lucky charm. And the entire stadium starts chanting her name and they put her on the jumbotron and you know, she she can't help herself. She jumps up. She starts blowing kisses at everybody, smiling, <laughs> waving. She then goes into an extended fantasy sequence where she is Barbara Streisand <laughs> singing memories. It is. It was one of those like um. It's so moments, funny. Yeah, where we're getting more and more in this season, where it's like you know, uh, like truly an extended fantasy sequence. <laughs> the face that she's making when she's Barbara Streisand with like the crossed eyes and stuff, it was so over the top, but I really, I, I thought it was really funny. Oh, I, I understand how like at the time people were like, this show got weird, but like, I don't know. It's very funny. Oh yeah. And she did a great impression of Barbara too. <laughs> yeah. um, and yes. the other thing that I'll just call out that I loved about this scene is that um, <laughs> at the beginning, when they first are sitting down, um, Mr. Sheffield goes, oh, look, Mike's waving at us. And then he waves. Then he goes, oh, and he blew me a kiss. All right. And then he blows the kiss back. And Fran's like, I'm pretty sure that's for me. And then when they put um, Fran on the Jumbotron, she goes, ooh, like good luck. No, she's like, good luck, Mike from sexy legs because like that's his little like nickname for her and then mr sheffield elbows his way into the shot and goes and pal and pal <laughs> yeah he's so pleased with his nickname but so, so you know it's sad she's there and you know everyone loves her because she's like this famous guy's good luck charm but we then cut to later in the game and the Rangers are losing very badly. And Mike skates over to where Fran is sitting and he's like, Fran, it's like I'm jinxed. I mean, and he's like, you know, did you drive around the parking lot seven times? Like I said, and she's like, yeah. And he's like, you know, did you do this? Did you do that? And she's like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, well, I don't know what it could be. And then he looks down and sees that she's wearing red shoes. And he's like, oh my God, red shoes. Those are bad locks. And he's like, you're a jinx. And like everyone hears this and then they all start chanting jinx, jinx, jinx. And they start security literally. The whole stadium turns on her. (laughs) Yes. And she starts getting dragged out by security and you realize even Mr. Sheffield is chanting jinx. Again, I just love this version of him. Um, He's Uh, he's such a pathetic weasel. Um, But so she gets dragged out and literally the next day, the front page of the sports section just has a photo of her and the word jinx across it. Uh, And all of New York City essentially hates her now. 
and uh, even, her mother is there and her and Sylvia really calmly looks at her in the kitchen and goes, oh, don't worry, sweetie. Nobody thinks you're a jinx. And she's like, wow, Ma, like you're, you're taking this pretty well, considering I just got publicly dumped by the most eligible bachelor in New York City. <laughs> and Sylvia goes, it's because I'm heavily sedated. And she just picks up her bag and walks out, which, which was just like, it was so funny. Oh, it was so good. It, 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 the This was like, I literally, in my notes, I wrote, Sylvia scene saved this episode because <laughs> there's something just, you know, she's such a good actress because like you could have very easily played this like heavily sedated, like, like mm. literally. And, in, and instead she's just kind of chill. And it, so it makes it so much funnier when she's like, oh. I'm heavily sedated. And then she just kind of walks out. I I really thought this was so freaking funny. It Um, was so, yeah. And well, I think that was really funny. And then I think that was probably like my second favorite joke of the episode. Cause then it leads right into my absolute favorite joke, which was, you know, uh, Fran is like bemoaning the whole situation. And Mr. Sheffield walks in. He's like, Oh, miss fine. Like nobody really cares. And she's like, nobody cares. People are literally throwing eggs at our front door. At which point, Cece walks in covered in eggs, like literally like, oh, it was so gross. And she grabs a towel and storms out. And just as she storms out, the side kitchen door swings open and Niles walks in holding an egg carton, which I was not expecting it. No, me neither. And like the look on his face, because he got caught, you know, red-handed by Mr. Sheffield. And Mr. Sheffield looks at him very sternly and he just goes, what? Everyone was doing it. It would have been a funny gag just to see, just because like she's such a good sport and it's fun to see her get covered in like goops. But the Niles thing was really great. That was another one where I was like, that was a very, that was, it's a good joke, man. I did not see it coming. I thought it was very funny. Um, Mm -hmm. Although there was in the scene right before that, uh, Gracie comes back from the doctor and she's like, my therapist doesn't want to see me anymore. And he's like, oh, that's great. And like the whole thing is to set up a joke where she's like, because she's mad at you, dad, you know? Oh, no, but no. He, it's, it's Mr. Shelfield's like, oh, great. Or, or no, I'm mad at Fran. He, she's upset yeah. with Fran. Right, right. Yeah. But, but it's Mr. Sheffield goes, oh, sweetheart, that's great. You're cured. <laughs> And I wrote, you're cured. I mean, that is 100% an uh, older generation's take on mental health. On therapy. therapy. It's so funny. It, it, was, it was so specifically dated to a time where like, yeah, I guess you would have even in the 90s been like, oh, they cured you of your whatever weird mental problem you have, little girl. And it's like, <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean my, no, no, my mom legitimately when, you know, she refuses to ever even consider like, you know, talking to someone, she'll, she'll specifically cite the reason that like, well, so-and-so has been in therapy for years and like, <sighs> it, it can't work if they're you know doing it for so long. So and it's funny. like literally fundamentally misunderstanding, misunderstanding yeah. all of it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, sorry. I didn't mean to de- derail us too much. So, no, so no, yeah, so ready. we get, we get. We go back to uh Well basically Fran is yeah, Fran is like, Mr. Sheffield, you need to go tell Mike Laveau to renounce this whole jinx thing because the city hates me and I can't live like this. So Mr. Sheffield's like, oh, okay, fine. So that's when we go back to the sports bar and Mr. Sheffield goes there 
looking for Mike and who he, who he does find, but before he can, you know, have this conversation, uh, Mike's like, oh yeah. And here's my friend, Rob. Uh, and it's Rob Greshner who at this point, I guess I did realize Mike Lovo was not a real guy because Rob Greshner gets a huge, huge audience reaction, right? Clearly he was an actual real life hockey player. And I looked him up in 2000, in the 2009 book, 100 Ranger Greats, he was ranked as number 12 of the all-time best New York Rangers. Mm, very famous uh, book, too. Is it? No, that's the <laughs> oh, joke. I see, I have no idea. You, you were like, in the book, 100 Ranger Greats. I'm like, oh, know. oh, did they rank him? Oh, good. <laughs> well, as long as he was definitively ranked by 100 greatest Rangers. Oh, I no, I don't know anything about hockey, but so- so then, um, Mr. Sheffield. It's not like in- you were like, Sports Illustrated said he's this. You're like, <laughs> in the book, the 100 uh, ranked uh, Ranger players of all time. I don't know. I don't care about sports. But so, uh, but he's a famous dude. And so Mr. Yeah. Sheffield is completely starstruck. And so instead of going to the bar and doing what he promised he would do, he just comes home drunk reveals to Niles that he uh, ended up throwing darts at a pitcher of Fran with he the other guys. He talks so much shit. It's so funny. <laughs> he talks so much shit. And then this was a classic. Um, this usually happens to Fran with Mr. Sheffield, but this time it happened to Mr. Sheffield with Fran. He doesn't realize that Fran is in the kitchen too. She was just kneeling behind the counter looking for something. So she, she like stands up and Mr. Sheffield's like, uh, uh. And Fran does, she does a really, really good play here. Um, she starts to cry. And for a second, yeah. I, I thought she really was crying. So did I. I bought it too. And, I bought and, it. And, and he buys it. And then, of course, feels like immediately guilty and feels so bad. And then, um, and well, then of course, we get out. the room. He walks out and she's like, sucker. You know, again, yeah. she's like, sucker. <laughs> yeah. It was so good. Um, so then we get it. Then we get like sort of the wrap up. Uh, where we get, she goes now to the to the to Mike. Yeah, she like takes matters into her own hands. Basically. <clears throat> yeah, and he's in the locker room uh, before a big game. Before a big game, and she goes in and she does this very silly strip tease for him, <laughs> where it's like all of the superstitious things that he's afraid of. She she manages to like include in this, like she's wearing like a shirt that has a number 13 on it and she's got her red shoes on. It's like every superstition in the world that she could do, she does. But, and it's this big fake out too, because you know, she walks in and first she asks him politely if he will just renounce this jinx thing. And he says no. And then she's like, well, I'm sure we can work out an arrangement. And he's like, what do you have in mind? And she's like, I don't know, like you're a man, I'm a woman. I'm sure we can figure something out. So he clearly thinks like they're going to do it. And that's how she's going to like basically convince him. And then she starts doing this really, she's really good striptease actually. Yeah, like it was she cute. was cute. It was cute. And so you, and, but, but then it's really designed to be a form of torture for him because he soon yes. realizes that it's not a fun, sexy striptease, you know, to seduce <laughs> him. It's to no. literally, he, She's going to keep subjecting him to all of these bad luck charms until he promises to take it back publicly. She uses psychological torture, essentially, on this man. It's very funny. So then um, in the next scene, you know, she walks into the Sheffield household and they're all watching the big game on TV. And Mm -hmm. just as she walks in, the announcer's like, 
oh, this just in, you know, Mike Laveau publicly takes back, you know, the fact that he said Fran Fine is a jinx and he has issued an apology in which he states she's beautiful, uh, intelligent and 26 <laughs> years old. And that made me laugh really hard that she she made him publicly state that she's 26 yes. <laughs> in an apology. Yeah. And, you know, that's the big wrap up. Um, but there is this fun little beat too where, um, you know, she clearly yeah, doesn't. You can't forget it. the button where we confirm yet again that superstitions are canon in the in the nanny. In the nanny yeah, because she, uh, they're winning, and then she starts to put her red heels on, and then they start to lose, and then she takes them off, and they start to win again, and, and that's yep. like that's like the wrap up. So you know, it was to me, it was again not an episode that I'm probably gonna like remember every you know big moments of a year from now, but I, I definitely laughed out loud a number of times. Yeah, it was good. I mean, I, you know, I, I thought it was, it was very, there was a lot of funny stuff, but I felt that it was uneven. Again, similarly to how I felt, I feel like we've ended other episodes where you were like, look, it had very fun, very funny moments, but the, you know, it, those moments were manufactured mm-hmm. more so than we've seen in some episodes where it just happens naturally. Mm-hmm. But that's that's neither here nor there because now it's time to get into our favorite lines oh. when we go to segments. Segments. I said it first. I said it first. You did. You did. And you said it better. All right. And now segments. So segments. Yeah. No. I think we should move on to segments. I to say we can move on to our segments. And now segments. Segments uh, with Sean and Toria. Okay. So. Let me start with, I'm going to start with towards the end, because uh, it's in that last scene. Maggie's mm-hmm. like, if if they so, uh, they go, Maggie, if you were Fran, what kind of car would you drive? And Fran, and Maggie goes, my my husband's? No, no, he <laughs> goes, no, 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 no. It's Mr. Sheffield goes, if you were Miss Fine, what kind of car would you want? Would you, would you want, want to right, drive? Right, that's what it is. Would you want to drive? Yeah. Would you, what kind of, because he wants to buy her a car to make up for, for being a jerk. Uh-huh. And she goes, my husband's, which is such a mean burn, dude. <laughs> I don't think it was a burn though. I think she was being, I think she was just like trying to be really honest. <laughs> I guess. I went, ooh. <laughs> Sassy. Sassy. Uh, um, I, yeah. I realize I mentioned so many of mine already. I, I just loved when Mike Laveau, Laveau blew Fran a kiss and uh, Mr. Sheffield blew it back, <laughs> assuming it had to be for him. <laughs> I, liked, I liked Fran saying, um, man, who knew all I had to do was de- date an athlete this whole time? And then she goes, well, so much for dating Jewish guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really like the line where after her, she gets declared a jinx. She goes, I'm the most despised person in New York City. I might as well become a mime because <laughs> people hate mimes. Which is just, yeah, they do. Uh, and yeah, uh, I, I basically said all my others too. Yeah. Um, uh, and right. then, so there wasn't any Yiddish in this episode and we've had a few in a row where there Another hasn't been any. Another one bereft of Yiddish. I know. But I did look into something related. Um so there is definitely a bit of a superstitious, superstitious strain uh, in Jewish folklore. Oh, and I don't yeah. think Jewish people are like often really um, like thought of in that way. But um, there is a term called kinahora. Kinahora. And it's, it's a Yiddish expression 
uh, used to ward off the evil eye. It's kind of like a knock on wood equivalent. Yes. Um, so, you know, if someone says like Kinohara, you're basically like, no evil eye, no evil eye. Which also just the concept that that we, we have an evil eye we believe in is insane. Go on. Yes. Um, and it's, you know, I, I think again, it's, it's like, you don't really think of it in terms of of Jewish culture, but it does exist. People's grandmas and great My grandma, my grandma used to go, Kinahara. I would go, oh man, I'm so lucky. I've never broken an arm. And my my grandma would go, poo poo, Kinahara. (laughs) (laughs) Nanny trivia was, okay. So I hadn't watched all the way into like the very end credits in quite a while, but I did notice there was this little graphic now and it's, uh, says high school sweethearts productions. Oh, I looked cute. into it. Yeah. And so starting in season three and is really from season three to six, that is at the end of every episode. It was Fran and Peter Mark Jacobson's production company. It's also an uncredited company that produced uh, the movie, The Beautician and the Beast, which was, you know, she was in. Fran and the it's movie, just this yeah. really cute graphic that, you know, if you, if any listeners uh, just hop to the next episode, usually right when one the one you're watching ends, I just, you know, I invite you to just watch all the way through because – it's a cute, it's a really cute graphic. It's it's literally a little animation of Fran and Peter in a bed together and they're watching TV and they just like, you know, do a little, they have a little kiss and then they turn the TV off sort of like, you know, now we can't get to see them in the bedroom anymore, but um, it has this like cute little uh, like uh, jingle with it as well. And I just, I was like, oh, that's cute. I hadn't noticed that's it. That's adorable. Man, I'm so glad I decided to do this podcast with you. I... I would I would have never done any of that work. I would have just been like, "Well, that was the episode. I don't have any trivia. This was boring." Oh, I see. Oh man, you see, I literally. Thought I love that you put a little bit of effort in. That was great. No, that was great. I really loved. I loved it. I loved um, it. That was. Great. I thought you were gonna say like, "Oh, I'm just." This is uh, the that was like a CC Niles fake out. I thought you were gonna be like. I'm really glad I did this podcast with you because, you know, like I get a chance to talk to my friend every week and, you know, <laughs> yeah. I just, we get quality time together, but it was literally because like you do homework and like you I do wouldn't the do work. that. You're great at this. You're so responsible. Um, then Fran or the CC, um, I, you know, CC really wasn't in it. Uh, I mean, look, she wasn't in it and, uh, you know, I would never date a hockey player though. Me either. No. I, I would never date an athlete. No, yeah, I, a, I, no I, offense, I athletes who listen. Yeah, it's just I don't think that I, I don't, I just don't think that I, especially hockey. I feel like I would always be worried that they would get hurt. You know? Yeah. The, ugh. It's very violent. Like I, my dad horrible. referees hockey, and my dad's gotten injured so many times, and he's just the referee. <laughs> I mean, like, do you know how many teeth get knocked out in the average game? Yeah. Oof. It's a lot. So it's too yeah. rough. no, not for me. But if you play hockey uh, or would date someone that would play hockey, you should reach out to us at our socials and let us know what it's like and how many teeth they've lost. Uh, you can find us at Oh Mr Chef Pod. That's with two Fs. Oh Mr Chef Pod on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Come say hi, and uh, mm-hmm. also please don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts and Spotify and leave a, a five star review and a like. Tell people mm-hmm. that the show is great because then more people will find the show. And thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with episode 23. uh, And we are very, very close to the end of the season. You know what that means, Toria. I'm going to have to soon write a new segments theme song as promised (gasps) for season season four. So I I, I promised at the beginning of season three that I would do it. So I've got to figure out what we're going to do for that. So we'll get a new segments theme song. 
uh, for season four. And yeah, we only have a couple left. We've got, let's see, what do we have? We've got 23. Got I think there's what? 23. 26. And then we have, oh, we, well, we should say episode 24, we have a special guest. That's true. Uh, promote that. I don't know why we haven't been promoting that this whole time. We are dumb. Um, but we have a special guest coming in two, two more episodes. Uh, so that'll be really fun. And then it's John's ex wife. Ex wife. Meredith Fiera. I was once married to Meredith Fiera. That's canon in a different podcast. Um, uh, and then we only have three more episodes after that. So we're, and, we're getting. And then we still have three seasons to go. And then we've got three more seasons to go, baby. Hey, you know All what? Right. I wouldn't have it any other way. Good, no, me neither. I am having a great time. I do love getting a chance to talk to you every week. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Dearly already, from bunny ears times. You already dug your hole. <laughs> Go yeah. it. Um, okay, well, thanks, guys. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Goodbye. The Blushing Girl from Blushing. The nanny named Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Miss uh, Fine.